like to welcome each one here this morning. <clears throat> this message is for me, so if you want to um, <clears throat> think that I got it all together when I'm sharing, I don't. But it's something I've been striving for. And I would like to go to 1 Corinthians 16. And there's two verses I'd like to look at. Are you a godly person? Or in other words, are you what God has made you? And maybe... This will make sense here in a little bit. 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Verse 13 to 14. I'll read it and then I'll go back and uh, look at some of the words here. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men. Be strong. Let all your things be done with charity. If we look at that word, watch ye, and I would say this, mean, this message isn't just for men, even though I want to focus partly on men, but I also will focus on the ladies too, and also single ones. So this message is for you, for all of us. So if I'm talking about the men, hang in there, because I will talk about you later. But the word watch ye is to give strict attention to. So Paul is telling the church here at Corinth, and this is the end of his letter, and he's saying, watch ye, and you may ask the question, well, watch ye what? Well, it will be answered here in a little bit. But Paul is saying, beware of what's going on in the world or what's going on around you. Beware of false teachers that are coming into the church and preaching another gospel. And he was telling the, the men here to watch because the men are responsible for the church and are responsible for the home. And then he says, stand fast in the faith. In other words, um, stand firm and don't change with the change of wind. Stand firm to the truth. And we all know that the, where the truth is, it's in Christ. So stand in that faith that we have. And then he says to quit you like men or be manly. So what is manly? You may say, well, you know, to be a manly, you've got to build up your muscles and you've got to, um, got to have a fast car and you've got to have a boat and whatever you may think what a manly person would look like. What is God telling us as Christians to be manly? Is that what he's saying here? 
Well, I don't think so. He, it does mean to be manly, but I'll, I'll get to that here in a little bit. And then it says, be strong. In other words, to strengthen yourself. To strengthen yourself takes exercise. So if you want to be a strong Christian, you have to exercise in that. I um, used to exercise a lot. And I, I, I liked it. You feel better by it, but it also made you feel stronger. And, you know, and it was, and my wife even liked it when I would flex my muscle around her. But that was years ago. Now it's, it's under, it kind of plows down. And, but um, <clears throat> exercise to gain strength. And I want to emphasize the part of exercising in our Christian life to gain strength, to gain that Christian maturity that God has called you to be. So what does it mean to be a man of God? Be what God made you to be. How many of you have seen a your birth certificate. Okay, a good share of you have. Do you know what it says on there? Were you a male or a female? Be what God has made you. Well, along with that, he has given us responsibilities that we as individuals have. Um, a man has a different responsibilities of a female. A male has different responsibilities than a female. In God's eyes, if you look into the world, that has changed. And it's sadly, it's changing in our culture too, in the Christian life. Be a man, be strong, stand firm. And there's two things I'd like to kind of um, address here. Stand fast in the faith or stand firm is to be committed to the word of God. The word of God is the final authority of our lives. So it doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what other people think, but the Bible's, the, uh, everything that is in the word of God is God speaking to us. And I think sometimes we take a, and I've said this many times, we take a nugget out of the Bible and we harp on that for years when we miss reaching out to the people that the Bible would teach us to reach out. And I recently heard a, a someone share that if you want to know the, the will of God in your life, or if you pray for God to lead your life, he's going to lead you to hurting people. He's going to lead you to homeless, to people that are in need. Now, that, that's interesting. Why that? 
We don't focus on that, do we? But that is part of the complete word of God that God is speaking to us. Have a desire for God. Um, Be cool and be macho as a Christian. Strengthen yourself as a Christian. And strengthen is exercising again. Exercise yourself. Read the word of God. And maybe, maybe a little bit, it doesn't act like I'm changing. You know, I still feel sore. I, I'm the same. But keep reading. Keep exercising. And you'll get stronger and stronger. And when you're in the faith, then we stand firm in that. And I encourage all of us to never give up, even at my age. Never give up exercising my spiritual journey because in my Christian life, I'm not old. I've experienced some things, but I'm still learning. Every day is a new new beginning for me. Every, um, yeah, I'm still learning to things about God that I haven't I didn't know 30 years ago. I want you to turn to Genesis 38. There's a a man in here that stood firm and was committed to the word of God or to God. Uh Genesis 39, I'm sorry, 30, 39. Genesis 39, 7 to verse 12. And this is a story of Joseph. And, of course, Joseph had experienced um, a lot of things in his life, and he ended up in Egypt, and he was... Through, the, um, through God's leading, he ended up being in charge of Potiphar's um, mansion here. <clears throat> and now Potiphar's wife took a liking to him. And think about what was on Joseph's mind when he was uh, going into the house and out of the house and having his wife constantly um, wanting her or wanting him to to um, come in to her and have a relationship with her, and it came to pass after these things that the master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph, and she said, "Lie with me, but he refused and said unto his master's wife, "Behold, my master wotteth not that what is with me in the house, and he hath committed all that he hath unto my hand." There is none greater in this house than I. Neither hath he kept back anything from me, but thee, because thou art his wife, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And it came to pass that she spake to Joseph day by day, and he hearkened not unto her to lie with her or to be with her. And it came to pass about this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business, and there was none of the men of the house therewith, 
uh, there within, she caught him by his garment, saying, lie, lie with me. And he left his garment in her hands, fled, and got him out. Joseph was a man. He was a godly man. And the reason we know that is, um, how can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? So in other words, Joseph knew what the word of God commanded, and this was one of the things that he had commanded his people not to do, to covet his neighbor's wife. So as a godly man, we're going to protect ourselves and save ourselves only for our wives. But I would like to, um, I'd like to address that a little bit later more as we, as I go down through here. But then we go to Genesis 50 and read a couple verses, 15 to 21. And when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will preadventure hate us and will certainly require, requite us all the evil which he did unto him, which we did unto him. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, Thy father did command before he die, saying, So shall ye say unto Joseph, Forgive. I pray thee now the trespass of thy brethren and their sin. For they did unto thee evil, and now we pray thee, forgive the trespasses of the servant of the God of the Father and of thy father. And Joseph wept when he spake. And his brothers also went, fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we be thy servants. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for I for am I in the place of God? But as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it to back uh, to pass, as it is this day to save much people alive. Now, therefore, fear ye not. I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. A godly man is going to forgive. We were encouraged Wednesday night about our tongue. You know, we say things hurtfully. We have people talk about us hurtfully. Am I willing to forgive if someone offends me? Am I man enough to forgive? Am I man enough to accept another man's forgiveness? In other words, someone coming to me and ask for forgiveness. Or are we? I just my mind just keeps jumping ahead. So let's go to Hebrews now. In thinking about Um, Hebrews 13, verse 17. In thinking about um, 
having a heart and a desire and, and, and a, yeah, a desire for God and to know his word and to understand his word and studying it on our own is, a, is for all of us to really search out his scripture and search God out um, through our own studies. Don't rely on, on the church to, or on the ministers to explain the word of God. In verse 17 of Hebrews 13, it talks about, Obey them that have rule over you, and submit to themselves, for they watch for your souls, as they must give an account that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. And looking that word, uh, looking in that verse, you know, you think, well, the ministry are accountable for my souls. I'll do as they say. Everything's fine. Is that exercising your life? You know, if I sit back and watch an exercise video as I sat there on my couch drinking a cup of coffee, is that going to make me stronger? You have to exercise. You have to dig into the word yourself and try to come up with um, what God is speaking to you through in this uh, passage. But it says to watch and there again is to be attentive. They were watching those things within, without this brotherhood, and we're watching you in this brotherhood. And for example, um, I raise steers, and when I feed the steers, I watch them. And what am I looking for? Well, I'm looking for maybe one of them not eating, or maybe one's limping, or maybe one's getting thin. That's what we are doing. We ministers should be doing is to look at their congregation and watch for your for your signs of starvation. And I wonder sometimes if we starve our sheep instead of feed them. And to give an account is the account is the word logos, which means word. So this would be like a doctrine or a teaching. So if if we see that you need, we're hungry in this area, we need to feed that. And that's a, that's our responsibility. If we don't do that, then I think we're sh- shirking our responsibility and we'll be held accountable for that. But you're accountable for yourself, too. I'm not going to give an account because you chose to follow the fads of the world. I'm going to give, you're going to give account for that but I'm going to be held accountable for how I teach you. Leaders will be held accountable of how they feed their sheep. Now, the second thing I'd like to talk about 
and encourage you to be a man of God, you have to take responsibility for your life. And I'm talking to everyone. You have to take responsibility for what God has called you to be. So, men, God arranged men to be leaders. Now, not all men are leaders. So if you're not a gifted leader, then you're going to have to learn it if you want to be a man, especially if you want to be um, a husband. You can't not be a leader and get married. Well, you can, but you know what I mean. You're, God put men to be leaders in the home. God put men to be leaders in the church. I've recently, and probably why I started thinking about it, is the churches, or the, a group of men were talking about the, the world leaders and stuff and how the morale of the the moral of the people are so low and people are just passive. They don't care. They just do what other people tell them to do. And if they tell them to promote LBGT, whatever, they do it. There's no one that stands up to be a man, to take the responsibility that God put in their lives to do. And I think it's the same way for us. You know, we have men in the homes not taking the responsibility of that leadership. And I could be one of them because I'm not a born leader. But I'm learning, and I have learned for 40 years of trying how to be a leader. And I've failed sometimes because it's not a natural thing. But you got to take that responsibility. But first of all, to be a leader, I've got to take the responsibility of what I allow in my life. What I allow in my home. You know, so often what I allow in my life at a younger age carries through and I have struggles with things in my uh, growing up years, and that carries into my marriage, and I struggle with things as, you know, maybe supposed to be a leader, and but I've got these things that I'm struggling with, and how can you be the godly leader that men want when you're struggling within yourselves with your problems? And I think that's an area where we, as men, need to um, deal with. You know, if you have hurts in your life because somebody offended you, be man enough to forgive and go on. If you have someone that's um, done something to you or said some things that, well, it goes back to hurt again, but... Um, yeah, 
I'd like to encourage you to be man enough to go on with your spiritual life, uh, being exercise yourself in desiring God and not being so focused on life and your struggles that you're dealing with. I wanted to go to Genesis, but due to time, I'll just... Um, Adam, where are you? Well, we're hiding. Why? Who did Adam blame for his problems? His wife. So we as men, we have a a marriage that we're not happy with. We have a family that's kind of dysfunctional. Who's to blame? Well, it's my wife, right? <laughs> but it's not. It's the men. It's the leaders. Now, if you're um, single, you say, well, I'm not a leader, so what do I do? Well, you men learn the characteristics of a leader while you're young. And part of that characteristics of being a leader is to lead your life the way God would have you to live. And that living your life is what you allow into your life. So be a man at your young age. And then you say, well, I'm not... Mar- I, I, I don't get married, then what? Well, I'm getting ahead of myself again. <laughs> so we blame other people for our problems. We blame the church because of where our young people are. We blame the schools because of where our young people are. We blame, the, we blame our wife because I can't be a leader. We blame our husband because he's not a leader. We just blame, 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 and none of us take the responsibilities that we have and a, that God has given to us and live it out. I want to go to 1 Timothy 2.8. First <clears throat> Timothy 2. Verse 8 and 9. Okay, this is uh, Paul addressing to Timothy here. Then verse 8, he he, uh, brings out this idea of, I will therefore, I will therefore, that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. In like manner also, that women adorn themselves in modest apparel with shamefacedness and sobriety, not with braided hair, gold, pearl, or costly array. Well, I'll read verse 10, or I'll go, to, I'll, go, I'll go to the end of the chapter. But that which becometh women, professing God in us in good works, let the women learn in silence with all subjection and 
But I suffer not a woman to teach, nor to usurp authority over the man, but to be in silence. For man was first formed, then Eve. Adam was not deceived, but the woman. Being deceived was in the trans... I read that wrong. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. Notwithstanding, she shall be saved in childbearing if they continue in faith and charity, holiness and sobriety. So what does that mean? Man, do we walk around like this all the time? Oh, my arms. Lifting up is the lifting up. Holy hands is a pure hand, a pure life, a life of reaching for God and honoring God and seeking God with all our heart. And if we can do that, then our wives, in like manner, as we are reaching out to God, they also will reach out to you. They will adorn themselves. Let me read it out of uh, the Phillips translation. I like the, how it's said there. The women should be dressed quietly, and their demeanor should be modest and serious. The adornment of a woman is not a matter of, of elaborate coiffure, but with which means uh, elaborate hairstyle, but expensive clothes or valuable jewelry, but the living of a good life. From the Phillips translation, and I'm thinking here that um, women be women. So what is your role as a woman? Is to support. To be a helpmeet to your leader. But what is my responsibility if I don't have a husband? Your responsibility is to reach out to God. Women, like men, strive to be noticed. God's standard for men and women is humility. And I feel like a lot of homes and churches have suffered from not having this. We have a tendency, or the women have a tendency to want to have their way. If they see something in the church that they don't like, they have a tendency to go talk quicker than what men would. And I know there is a problem with that with men, too. But men can do something about it. You women can't. Sorry. But God designed it that way. I didn't. Men need to stand up with holy hands. 
and our wives can get behind us. You're probably glad when I'm done. <laughs> Sorry, I get emotional sometimes. But if you want to be a good leader, a good leader never takes advantage of his family or his wife. He will never, a good leader will never rule or, see, how did Owen say that in the message yesterday, Anthony? The woman will never, the man will never lord over his wife or family. But a, a good leader will humble himself and become a servant, and he will serve. And you say, well, how's that possible? You know, you're going to serve, being a servant, and then you just said I'm supposed to be the leader, and the women are supposed to be under me. How's that possible? A little godly life. Everyone, I would like to encourage you to strengthen yourself in God, in his word, and be like men and women fulfill your role in a godly manner and the single strengthen yourself in the Lord also. May the Lord bless you.